Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm -hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was hatched when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 464, some Christmas turkey soup. And I am your co-host, and the guy is pretty jacked up right now. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm your co-host, and I'm the guy who is more convinced than ever. What are you more convinced than ever about? Trapping works. Oh, yeah? It works. I'm Explain just telling it to me, all. Lucy. I am no scientist, and I understand these people have conducted hundreds of thousands of dollar studies and are telling you that it doesn't work, but I'm telling you it works. <laughs> So here's my basis for my argument, and this is solely based on what I've seen, and nothing I'm telling you is inflated in any way. It is absolute fact and truth. It is the opposite of most turkey stories I tell. It is truth. So I have a farm that we've had for 20-something years and used to have a lot of turkeys, and they declined to, like, pretty much non-existent levels. And I would say over the past 10 years, the largest flock of turkeys I've seen on that farm was six. And I saw them in the fall. There were six turkeys one fall. Uh, I've racked my brain trying to think of a larger flock than that in the past 10 years, and I cannot. So that's, that's what we've had. We've killed one gobbler down there in the past four seasons, I think now. So one out of four years, we finally had a gobbler on us and got him three years ago. So, I mean, there's no turkeys, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I've gone in and trapped, trapped, used coon hounds, called them in, done everything on this property to reduce predator numbers. And so I'll touch on that first. So I started this in February of 2022. So this would be, we're coming up on a two years of, of predator management and I've killed 
86. Well, hold on. I have killed 93 raccoons, 45 possums, eight coyotes, five skunks, and a bobcat. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that all adds up to, but I don't know. Roughly 160, 170 predator mouths removed from the property. Yeah. And so, like, the first time I trapped it, I remember I put out, I have about 30 traps that I run when I do it. And I put out 30 traps, mixture of cage traps and dog-proof traps I've talked about before. And the first time I ran it, I caught, I think, 11 the first night and ended up catching 30-some-odd critters in a week. Mm-hmm. So not even a week, five days, let's say. I went from, like, Sunday to Saturday. And Anyway, we put out 30 traps on Saturday, and thus far we've caught one raccoon and four possums. And it has been five nights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas we were catching four and five raccoons a night. I mean, now we're one out of five nights. And like further evidence, coon hound. First time we hunted the coon dog down there, we killed 11 in less than an hour. And now on a good night, you might get two. Like a really good night. Yeah. And and I say that with the trapping this time, we have not trapped there since last February. So we have not trapped there in, in what, 11, 10 months, 11 months? Yeah. And we're barely catching anything. So they don't just move right back in. Like, that's just false. So to further compound it, Sunday when I was running the empty trap line, I saw a flock of no less than 40 turkeys down there. And almost all of them looked like young poults with hens. Wow. I'd seen six in 10 years was the largest flock. And I just saw 40 something. And my brother saw a totally different flock today. Yeah. So you tell me, I mean, I, I can't, I can't get over it. And we've had zero habitat changes on the property. I mean, zero, no timber cutting, no fire, nothing else. This is the only variable that we've changed. And at the top end of the farm is upland and we've, got a lot of quail this year i actually killed two quail on sunday as well to rooster bob whites so i don't i don't know how many of y'all are walking into covey's the 20 plus bob white quail in west tennessee right now but i bet it ain't many <laughs> i can tell you how many i'm walking to in anywhere alabama yeah so i'm just telling y'all i'm a believer you know i can be told what studies have shown and all this stuff but if I'm seeing it with my own eyes on my own land, you're going to have a hard time convincing me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So, may not work for everybody. You know, maybe there's something different about this property. I don't know what it would be, but I got to tell you, it's a lot harder to catch a coon or kill a coon down there than it used to be. And that's the most turkeys I've seen in a decade down there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think if raccoons and stuff moved in as quickly as what you're led to believe after you trap, you know, like that you made no difference. They're just going to move back in. We would be lighting them up again. We haven't trapped in nine months. I mean, yeah, you would assume well, you would catch a lot more. And I mean, there, there's, there is no doubt that they move back in. To yeah. some degree. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're never going to have predator population to zero. It's not, going to happen overnight and you know i think that's awesome that it's not happened in you know 10 or 11 months on your place and hopefully you can continue to eradicate what's there or, you yeah know, they don't have a long lifespan on there just just what you said you're not going to get them to zero but you know you keep it at a minimum and you give those ground nesting birds a chance to nest and hatch poults and raise those poults and you're doing pretty good you're ahead of the game so I'm convinced I'm so sold after these two things happening back to back, seeing the giant flock of turkeys, seeing large coveys of bobwhite quail and struggling. Like I, I'm going to change baits and redo all my traps because I'm struggling to catch a raccoon. Like this, this isn't how it's been. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just simply hasn't. Yeah. So I, I'm sold on it. I think you could do some a lot more damage than you think with trapping, and I'm gonna keep doing it. We're I just rotate farms starting about now, you know, and trap 
December, January, February really hard and part of March before I start turkey hunting. So yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to keep wearing them out. We'll see what happens. But I am very encouraged because it, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's super easy. You know, you just go do this and doesn't take any time. No, it takes a lot of time, gas, energy, and it finally looks like it's really paying off for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good that you're seeing the results. You know, it would suck to put forth that much effort, spend that much money and not see some sort of positive results. And to see that for a target animal for you is amazing. That is exactly what you want. So congrats on that. I I will say this. I have zero doubt in my mind that trapping that many predators is hurting the turkey population around there. So, you know, keep at it. It's hard to convince me that so far I've removed 265 predator mouths from the landscape on several farms. Right. Ain't hurting nothing. And it's hard to say that probably doesn't help to some capacity. And I'm telling you, at this point, I'm sold. Hook, line, and sinker, sold. I bet your frog population's a lot higher in the summer. Your crawdad population's a lot higher. Turkey population... The ground busting birds are thriving. I mean, yeah. they, they truly are. So yeah. I'm sold because we have another farm. It's a smaller farm. It's more upland type habitat. And it has had a decent turkey flock. You know, you usually would have 20, 30 birds in the winter. And I've killed, what, 29 raccoons, 18 possums, two coyotes off of it. And drove by there the other day and there was 11 jakes standing there. Mm. <laughs> And then the neighbor sent me a video from our farm that had 42 turkeys in it with multiple strutters. You throw the 11 jakes on that, we got we got a lot of turkeys out there. Yeah. Yet again. We have yeah. done some habitat improvement there as well, but mostly a lot of trapping. Yeah. Go trap, guys. I'm telling you. Do, it, do what I'm doing on your farm. It's fun. I, I track everything we do, every possum, raccoon we kill. I mark it down. I'm keeping tabs on it. I can see that our trapping success numbers is going down, which I consider a good thing. And then use your observations of what your turkey population doing. And in my mind, it's been very obvious. Predator numbers are dropping. Turkey numbers are increasing. Yeah. So I'm no scientist, but there you go. There's there's my spiel on why I'm a believer. There you go. That's awesome. What has you fired up? Well, I was fired up until you started talking and you said Merry Christmas. And I realized I hadn't bought the first gift <laughs> for the special lady in my life. Man, you, you got a, not much time. <laughs> this is when this is when you, you spend some money, too, because if you don't have any gifts, you're going to you got a trip you could do. You know, one year I I went for the, just went and picked up the iPhone because I couldn't think of anything else, you know. Mm. It it gets costly if you wait to the last minute. I I don't know. I'm I'm starting, as I get older, I'm starting to think that just being married to me is gift enough for her, you know. Yeah. So you agree. So on Christmas morning when she's PO'd at me, I'm just going to have her call you and you can say, look, being married to Andy is gift enough. Yeah, I I mean, you can go for that if you want, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that. It's I'm a risky try. move. I'm going to try. Risky move three months before turkey season. Well, look, our anniversary is coming up. January the 26th is our anniversary. And every year on our anniversary, we decide if we're going to re-up for another year. <laughs> It's a great plan, you know. Military does it. You sign on for your number of years you're going to be in the military. When that contract's up, you decide if you're going to re-up. The military decides if they're going to re-up. And, you know, if everything's a go, you rock and roll. So she'll have her opportunity to say, eh, I'm thinking back to Christmas just a month and a day ago, and I'm going to go with a big nah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm always playing the long game, man, and two months from today, February 20th, you're going to be flying out for your first turkey hunt with me. Yeah. And you better get in the good graces before that. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but what what I was fired up about before you started talking about Christmas is you and I've been working on some things and I'm not going to pretend like we've just been working on it by, our, by ourselves because we know that's not true. But we've <laughs> once been folks t- see the uh, <laughs> see yes. work that's done, they'll know yeah. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the finished product on the logo. Yeah. And man, I am stoked about it. It is it's to me i think it's awesome and i, I think it's a sick logo and yeah I've, really showed, neat. I've showed it to several of my hunting buddies and some some people who do not even hunt period like my wife one of my nieces and just got some tremendous feedback on it from everyone so i'm stoked about that we're going to be rolling out that logo here in the very near future and i don't know cameron i'm kind of you know thinking that i'm gonna have either hat number one or hat number two with the new logo on it i think you'll have the other yes and t-shirt number one and t-shirt number two with the logo on it you'll have the other i'm i'm thinking window stickers for the car <laughs> Yeti tumblers. Yeah, I can see some swag coming up. Yeah, new ser- new pair of boxers. Might have some pretty large holes in them anyway. Need some with the logo on them. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're excited about that. We will be rolling that out on social media so you can see it. Probably when we launch the show where we talk about that, which probably will be. <laughs> we don't deal in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, when it's me and Cameron, everything's fluid. Yeah. If we hear of a turkey goblin, I'm not going to say we'll go hunt it, but we're going to go listen to it at least. That may put us a day or two late. But stay tuned next week for that. It's going to be pretty cool. And yeah. Yeah. We're going to do kind of a New Year's update for y'all. Yeah. So I'm stoked about all that. You know, just seeing several months of work finally come to a conclusion and see the finished product on certain things you know it's exciting so very uh, jacked up about about it it. yeah we'll share more with y'all later on that we got lots of lots of goodies coming up for the turkey hunter podcast 2.0 next year no doubt well actually it'll be 10.0 next year (laughs) it's had a couple makeovers yeah yeah well I was going years. You were going versions, but it's all good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So next year is the 10th year of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Show enough. Wow. Sick. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Well, do you want to go ahead and hop in here and discuss some articles? So we've got Christmas turkey soup. If you're joining us for the first time, we do turkey soup episodes every, I don't know, maybe quarterly. And these are episodes in which Andy and I just have articles we found through the wide web, and we will discuss what's going on with wild turkeys and turkey hunting in the United States. So why don't you kick us off with one, Andy? All right. So first up is Misery. I have to remember that when we intentionally mispronounce the names of these states, it upsets some people. So... (laughs) First stop. Arkansas. (laughs) Arkansas. They get pretty upset. Yeah, I won't. I've been I've been good with my mispronunciation of PA on this show and not given the pronunciation that I normally do. But anyway, we're going to misery first. All right. So the Missouri Department of Conservation announces changes to turkey hunting regulations for spring and they have proposed regulation changes for the fall seasons. So at their meeting on December the 8th in Jefferson City, it was an open meeting, they gave the proposed regulation changes to fall turkey hunting. And those proposed changes are this. Fall turkey hunting would require both fall firearms turkey hunters and fall archery turkey hunters to purchase a fall turkey hunting permit turkeys would no longer be included in the archery deer permit. I mean, come on. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. (laughs) We cannot manage this resource like we did 30, 
40, 50 years ago when maybe four people in the entire state hunted them. Yeah. So, and when turkey populations were on the incline, not the decline. So, good call there, Misery. Glad you finally got with the program on that. And the bag limit for the fall season is going to be reduced from four birds to two birds. Nice. Is it still either sex? So, yes, is the answer to that question. And here's what Nick Oakley, the Missouri Department of Conservation turkey biologist, had to say about it. Yeah. While hen harvest is contentious in Missouri, now this is Andy talking, and the rest of the United States. (laughs) Back to the article now. Our hen harvest rate is low enough that it is not having a negative impact on turkey numbers on a statewide scale, Oakley explained. That said, at the property level, hen harvest may have some impact on future production. It's crazy to think if you shoot something that produces eggs and makes babies that that would you know, negatively affect your population. Well, I totally see what he's saying, you know? I, I get it. Their harvest is low on hens, but... Yeah, and it, okay, are you killing... If the statewide harvest is 800 hens and 600 are being killed off of one yeah. 10,000-acre piece of property, then, uh, yeah, you're going to have some issues. The rest of the state, probably not so much, but... I don't. I agree with you. I mean, I I totally see both sides of this, but I do agree with you with your statement. It cannot not have an effect. I feel. I guess here's where I am on it. If and I I I'm a huge fall turkey proponent, and not in any way saying that nobody should ever kill a hen in the fall. Like I I think fall hunting is a huge tradition and a big part of why turkey hunting is what it is. But if you're a state who is trying to take away hunter opportunity to go turkey hunting to reduce turkey kills so that you hopefully help the population, I feel like step one is no more hints. Agree. I mean, like that, I feel like that should be the simplest and easiest step one. Yeah. So, but it doesn't sound like they're really reducing opportunity that much. I mean, going from four to two in the fall is still a pretty lenient bag limit i mean two birds fall is not bad that's a that's a good bag limit no doubt i mean four is a little excessive especially when you still have a spring season that doesn't count you know you could be killing six turkeys in missouri in one year before that but you know that might be a little excessive Mm -hmm. well so these proposed changes they're going to be open for public comment from february the 2nd through march the 2nd of 2024 and I'm not going to read the website off, but it's on the Missouri Department of Conservation website. Just go to the Google and type in Missouri proposed fall turkey hunting changes. And I am sure that that will show up somewhere in the search results. And you can go and let your comments be known to the officials that are going to make your regulations going forward. Now, the spring changes they're done they're set in stone at least for this year spring shooting hours i'm going to scream this next part out for private land only oh man (laughs) will be extended from a half hour before sunrise to sunset shooting hours on public land will remain a half hour before sunrise to 1 p.m. These changes will be effective for the spring 2024 turkey season. Is that the only change? That's it. Oh, so private land, you get to hunt all day. Yep. Interesting. Not, not sure it's a great thing. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I have private land and I hunt public land, so I hunt both, and I just... I don't really like when they have different rules for each. Like, I get public land gets hunted a little harder, but, you know, Georgia did that thing, I think, where private came in before public season even started. And it just, see, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of when they 
kind of punish your public land turkey hunters, if that makes sense. So in this case, I don't really get it. I don't get why you wouldn't just say daylight to dark everywhere. Not that many people hunt after one o'clock anyway. I mean, truly, not that many. But maybe they have some scientific reason for it. I don't know. I just, at a time when you're trying to increase your turkey population, yeah, I'm unsure why you would change that regulation at this time. I've got my own personal opinions about cutting it off before sunset or 30 minutes after sunset i'm not going to get into all that because it doesn't matter but it's just odd to me that you would make that change now when this is a state that's experiencing some pretty significant turkey population declines from what i understand yeah i mean i've heard that myself and i've i've heard it from some pretty trustworthy sources so i don't know but anyway it's a done deal well interesting i'm gonna go to the state of north carolina where they have done a study that they say overturns conventional wisdom about wild turkey nesting survival Hmm. i gotta hear this so this new study finds that precipitation levels during nesting season are not related to reproductive success for wild turkeys, which runs counter to the conventional wisdom regarding the role that rainfall plays in wild turkey nesting success. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but for the study, they monitored 715 turkey nests over the course of eight years and collected daily precipitation and temperature data for each nest during the entire incubation period. The most surprising finding was that precipitation during nesting was not a good predictor of daily nest survival. It had been widely believed that particularly rainy weather made it more likely eggs would not survive. We also found that temperatures, which were higher than historical averages, were associated with higher rates of daily nest survival during incubation. Peak nesting season is generally in April, so we're talking about warmer than average spring weather. Mm-hmm. So... They kind of get into climate change a little bit. I don't know how everyone feels about that, but they suggest that climate change could benefit turkey reproductive success because of the warmer springs. However, they also looked at precipitation and temperature data for the months leading up to nesting season and at the overhead likelihood that a turkey nest will successfully hatch at least one egg. And when we looked at both of these, things get less clear. So anyway, they're basically saying... Rainfall during the nesting season was not correlated to lower success. And interesting. warmer temperatures were. Mm-hmm. So I do find that interesting, you know, and it'll be something that I would want to read the full scholarly article on to see how they did this. You know, I like to see the methods to make sure I can't personally punch any holes in it as to why it would possibly be false. But if what they did is accurate and true, that's very interesting because I feel like everyone's heard that, oh, man, it's been a really wet spring, not going to be good for turkeys, you know, that type thing. Here in the southeast, now out in Texas and Oklahoma, hey, it's been a wet spring, we're going to have a ton of turkeys. (laughs) Well, see, all of that's interesting to me because unless turkeys are nesting in flood-prone areas, areas yep i've never been concerned at all with a turkey nest or turkey eggs getting wet other than you know that scent's going to carry a little further for predators to be able to get to i feel like that's what everybody's mostly heard is the wet hen theory where if she's on the nest sopping wet then predators are going to find her much easier yeah yeah which to the common sense thought makes sense Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're saying the survivability of the nest is not predictable at all based on rainfall. That's interesting. And they did they did measure 700 some odd nests, so that's pretty good sample size. And you would think over eight springs, yeah, they probably had rainy springs and dry springs, and you know would have seen a difference there. So yeah, that's yeah. over a long enough period of time to where, it, you know, without seeing all of the details of the study. 
and without being an expert on how wild turkey studies or really any studies should be conducted uh, just on the surface i would think that's probably hard to punch holes in yeah yeah well interesting well uh, if i can remember to do it i'll try to share the actual like scholarly article at some point or you know you might be able to find it yourself at this point but that's the article i found in north carolina so interesting stuff from that study yeah cool i've got one that is pretty interesting i'm going to wait till my last one to roll that one out but my next article is this we have a little bit of fall turkey harvest information rolling in from some states right illinois hunters harvested 262 turkeys during their recently completed 2023 turkey season and that is the exact same number as last year mm, now give you they just, would just shut down that fall season man the turkeys would rebound yeah save uh, all 263 of them yeah i mean there's something to say for that if there's some hens being shot yeah, I think they are either sex. I think you get I'm one. Sure, in the they are. One in the fall, I believe. In I think that's maybe, right. Maybe you get more than one. It's like one per tag. I think maybe you can get more tags. Yeah, not real sure, but I was just wonder how many of that 262 that were harvested were harvested while someone was deer hunting and they were opportunity kills. I would be willing to bet over half, if not more. Of- yeah, and I, I know nothing about how they're fall turkey season is set up it may be completely separate from their deer season i don't know i just you know those those thoughts come to my mind and that's pretty interesting it's the exact same number yeah it is isn't it i mean like those deer hunters are just in the exact same spot this year and did it all over again you know (laughs) yeah well to give you an idea the best year for fall turkey hunting in illinois was 2005 want to guess how many turkeys they killed then 402 1218 wow yeah i mean fall participation is absolutely tanked everywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not surprising i mean you look at how many turkeys in alabama used to get killed in the fall compared to the spring it was pretty amazing <laughs> yeah yeah well let's i want to bebop over to one more state here real quick all right Oh, actually, no, before I do, I want to say this. 262 turkeys and 76,232 deer. Good Lord. I thought that deer number was pretty darn high. But that's, you know, it's a decent-sized state, and they've got deer. There's no doubt. That's several deer. Yeah, yeah, it is. So West Virginia is a state that I want to bounce over to. And this article that I pulled up is just entertaining. So. First of all, it was not written by anyone from the U.S. That's number one. Number two, I have no earthly idea, none at all, why anyone in Luxembourg, the country of Luxembourg, which has a capital city called Luxembourg, I have no idea why anyone in Luxembourg would be remotely concerned with what West Virginia's fall turkey hunting harvest numbers are. But here they are. I'm going to read this article just like it is written. All right. Because it's just humorous to me. West Virginia's fall season report. According to the Department of Natural Resources, West Virginia hunters caught 981 wild turkeys during the fall season of 2023. This figure is slightly less than the 1,012 turkeys captured in 2022, but is 1% higher than the average number caught over the past five years. Oh, my gosh. However, compared to the 10-year average, it is 12% lower. Mm. Mm. A lot of catching going on in West Virginia. Congrats to you guys for not harvesting those turkeys. You know, not don't kill them, because if you no. kill them, they can't have eggs. But if you catch them... And you let them go, they can have more babies. Congratulations, West Virginia. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I always, you know, I've heard the West Virginians were quick on their feet, able to get up those mountains like a billy goat. But man, that's impressive. Catch a catch a turkey. Yeah. 
And in case anybody was wondering, the hunting season in Luxembourg will continue with driven hunts until January the 31st. Just letting y'all know that. That's that's great info right there. Go go hop in in Luxembourg. Yes. All right. I'm going to hop out west to <laughs> Kansas. So we had discussed in a previous show that Kansas was potentially suspending their fall turkey season. Well, that has happened. Fall season was fully canceled across the state. So no one's bringing home a turkey this fall in Kansas. Mm. And now... They have taken measures with spring turkey season that are pretty amazing to me with Kansas. So if you are a non-resident this year, if you want to go turkey hunt in Kansas, you're going to have to apply for a draw. So there are no over-the-counter tags for turkeys in Kansas available to non-residents. This They do have special you know, regulations in place for non-resident landowners. So if you own land in Kansas, you do you are able to get a tag. Yeah. But if you're just wanting to go there to hunt, you're going to have to draw. So if you have a guided hunt book or, booked or something in Kansas, you need to make sure you put in for that draw. And also, it looks like their bag limit is now one. So pretty massive change in Kansas. Yeah. I mean, that is... That's hard to believe, you know, I feel like it wasn't long ago, Kansas and Nebraska were kind of <laughs> top of the list of states everyone said to go to, you know, to have great turkey hunts. And now both of them have non-resident drawings and have reduced their bag limits. Those two states, and I'll throw Missouri in there as well, they were the Mecca. Yeah, that was like what everyone talked about or, you Absolutely. know, the old DVDs you'd watch, they'd, they'd go out there and just huge flocks, you know. Yeah, they were the Mecca. So, you know, it's another example of the fact that we just can't take this resource for granted. Yep, not at all. And so they're doing a draw for non-residents. If they do not draw out all the tags, then they will become available first come, first serve on their website. So, you know, they may not draw them all, but I think Nebraska last year sold out of non-resident tags of the first day not even a full day so wouldn't hold your breath on that if you're planning mm-hmm. to go out there with a guide or whatever this year better be putting in yeah and hope for the best so yeah new changes there and lots happened out in the west especially that oklahoma kansas nebraska that quadrant right there is a lot less opportunity than there used to be yeah that's for sure well what do you think? You want to go back east to North Carolina? Bring it on, because then I'm going to take us back west. Man, you're just fighting against me the whole way. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a big carbon imp, a carb. We're going to have a big carbon footprint for this show, <laughs> traveling back and forth across the country today. So in North Carolina, and I just feel like this is a timely article, even though it's Christmas coming up and not Thanksgiving coming up. It's a good little heads up, a good reminder for us to be careful. So a North Carolina family is lucky to be alive after a turkey fryer exploded inside their home. So Mm. no big surprise. Propane tank exploded. And you will be surprised to hear that the explosion was so strong it blew out the windows in the back of the house. I mean, really? Come on. And apparently the person cooking the turkey fell asleep and left the boiling oil unattended. So I thought you had to eat the turkey (laughs) to get the tryptophan to fall Uh, asleep. But evidently you can fall asleep before the turkey. Yeah, he's just putting off the, he he was just oozing tryptophan. Man, so this is all news to me. Fortunately, though, no one was hurt, according to authorities. And the fire department there says that, you know, this is something that can happen anywhere because unattended cooking is one of the leading causes of home fires, especially during the holiday season. So, you know, it it's not so much about turkeys as it is. You guys be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you are frying a turkey, if you're frying one for Christmas or even if you're not, you're just cooking it in the oven. Just let's all just be safe. So, yeah, 
Well, let's run back out west, just a little bit south of Kansas in the state of Texas. This is a this article's got a lot in here, so they have a lot of potential changes they may be seeing to their turkey hunting regulations. So first, they're proposing to remove subspecies from their regulations because they have easterns hmm. and rios. Yeah. They're saying people get really confused. Is what, that an eastern or is it a rio? And they're just going to have seasons, bag limits, and regulations tied to counties, not subspecies. Because they are one of the only states that does that where you can kill, like, I think four total turkeys, not more of which than one or two could be an eastern, I think. Mm-hmm. So they do have kind of confusing regulations. So that's one thing. And then they're considering closing the turkey season south of Highway 82 in Fannin, Lamar, Red River, and Bowie counties. Full closure. And then they may also be considering closing turkey hunting season in eastern Bell and Williamson counties and in all of Malam County. Hmm. And in Bell, Comal, Guadalupe, Hayes, Hill, McLennan, Travis, and Williamson counties, who currently have an open season with a four-bird bag limit, they're considering going spring only April 1 to 30 with a one-gobbler limit with mandatory harvest reporting. Mm. So, And in all counties with an open season west of the Pecos River, they're planning to reduce the season length and annual bag limit in those. And then they're considering mandatory harvest reporting in all counties, which that's great. And mm. that's going to be voted on in January. So Very that's, that's when that's going to be voted on. So that's a lot of counties that you're looking at could lose their, I mean, totally lose turkey hunting. And then several more going from four to one with a shorter turkey season. So a lot of changes going on all over Texas. You know, Texas is huge. So they, I do like that they're managing their resource by county because I mean, can you imagine if Texas just had one season length and bag limit for the whole state? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just wouldn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense in half the states where that is the case, but Texas especially. So I don't know if any of y'all know where or reside in or hunt any of those counties, but look out for those changes happening in January. I don't see on here where they're taking public you know, comment, but... If you know a commissioner in Texas and want to comment, then I'd be emailing them before January. Yeah, no doubt. Hmm. So, there you go. There's Texas. Yeah. Well, I've got an article here, and take the source for what it is, okay? But it's from the Wildlife Society. Okay. And the title of the article is, Wild Turkeys May Face a Tougher Future in a Warmer World. So, Contrary to what North Carolina just said. <laughs> yeah. To sum up the article, it's basically saying that climate change, having a warmer, and I guess this phase of the climate change that we're going through apparently is, you know, a, a warming period, can influence nest success. And obviously we know that it doesn't take much negative influence on a nest to negatively influence the turkey population. But basically, this researcher is saying that they found that nest success improved somewhat in warmer springs, but it was the weather earlier in the year before hens even laid their eggs that made a bigger difference. Hmm. They found that nest success improves with wetter weather in January but those gains would likely be more than offset by January's warmer temperatures. It would be offset by warmer temperatures? Yeah. So research is, the article goes on to say, researchers aren't sure why temperatures in January have such a strong effect on nest success in the spring, but warmer weather may result in greater disease spread or more active predators. Interesting. I would think. I think if you had conditions, maybe more rain and warmer weather in January, February, early March, you'd have an earlier spring, more green, probably benefits the turkey. That's just what I would think. I I, I totally agree. 
<laughs> I mean, if your bugs come out earlier, your hens are able to get in better shape for nesting earlier. We yep. all know that turkeys nest earlier have a better chance of having nest success and brood rearing success. So I'm not hmm. real sure here, but I thought that was, you know, pretty interesting here. So because yeah, some of it some of it contrasts what you said and you know in your article, but some of it, you know, they look at a different aspect of it and that is your, yeah, your prior to when you actually usually study turkeys, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. So don't know. That's something I guess to to look into a little further. Yeah. Well, I got one more and that is from the state of South Carolina. So I'm actually staying east this time, but they have put together their final proposal. So if you haven't yet listened to the episode we did with Jay Cantrell from South Carolina, he did a great job explaining their process and stuff. Go back and listen to that episode about South Carolina. And so they have now compiled all the data from public opinion and they are going to offer their recommendations. So these are not passed yet. So what happens, it sounds like South Carolina's Department of Natural Resources offers recommendations to like, I guess, committee or commission, and then they actually vote on whether to adopt it or not. Mm -hmm. So their recommendations are, they're going to start the turkey season later, and it's going to start on April 10th statewide. In South Carolina, they have like two zones. Part of it, I believe, starts in March and the rest starts April 1st. So they're looking at moving everything back to April 10. And then they're going to reduce the number of days in the spring turkey season to 31 days. So it's going to go April 10 to May 10 statewide every year. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to reduce the bag limit from three to two birds with a daily limit of one. And so that's the extent of their recommendations. They mm -hmm. showed data on other topics, afternoon hunting, jake harvest, male strutter decoys, uh, and showed like whether they were supported or not by the public. I think afternoon hunting had strong disapproval. Jake harvest only from youth had really, I think, pretty good approval. And then banning male strutter decoys had really good approval, but they are not suggesting that to the commission. They're focusing on the season start date, 31-day season, and going from three to two birds. Hmm. So they have a video on YouTube that's narrated by Jay, who we had on the show, and he walks you through step-by-step step of what kind of process and everything. And it's pretty good. It's like 12, 15 minutes long, I think. Pretty interesting but that's the proposal in South Carolina. Very interesting. Yeah. I feel like I went through a lot of different state regulation changes, but those are important. So Absolutely they are. Yeah. Good to know for folks and some studies well, and some turkeys burning houses down and Yeah. There you go. Turkey soup. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's another good headline. I'm not going to go into the article, but apparently Mum fighting for life after botched mummy makeover in Turkey gives her sepsis. So uh, I don't even know what that means. Some British woman went to Turkey to get some sort of, well, all right, breast implants, tummy tuck, and liposuction in Turkey. And she got sepsis while she was there. So don't go to Turkey for your mummy makeover. Hmm. All right, I'm ending the show on that because yeah, um, there you go. I don't know how else do you end it. <laughs> It'll be well. I probably should end it with a favor of the week. Okay. So I'll do two part. Start trapping if you aren't already. Make sure you check out your state regulations. Go trap some critters that eat turkey eggs and turkeys. I think it helps. Part two. Go to the show notes and click on that link you see to enter our spring raffle for a turkey hunt with me and andy we're going down to south texas february 20th through the 23rd you heard that right february 20th through the 23rd to hunt rio grande turkeys with el mapache blanco ranch we're drawing two hunters so there's gonna be four of us in camp 
We have a bag limit of two apiece, so we can kill eight total. And it's going to be a freaking awesome time. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. So go to that link. You can buy raffle tickets. I would suggest buying a package to give you more chances to win at a cheaper price per ticket. Yeah. Go do that. Proceeds from this, which it is profitable now, will be going to the National Wild Turkey Federation and Turkeys for Tomorrow. So if you go buy a ticket, your money's going to the NWTF or TFT, and you got a chance to go hunt with Andy and I for some Rio Grands in South Texas. Yeah, and we'll be drawing here in about 25 days. Yeah, it's closing in, man. We're going to be drawing in 25 days and creeping through some Texas dirt roads in 62 days and nine hours. So, mm. <laughs> Yes, sir. That is close. So do that. Make sure you go get some raffle tickets. That drawing's coming up, so definitely going to want to get some of those. And go do some trapping. That's the favor of the week. Yeah, good stuff right there. Yes, sir. All right. Well, what do you think? Just wrap it up for the week and tell everybody Merry Christmas? Yeah, wrap it on up. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great Christmas celebrating with family. Enjoy all the fun stuff we do, but... Don't forget what it's all about. Jesus was born and came to this earth as a human. Make sure you keep that forefront of your mind this Christmas. You know, for once in my life, I don't have anything to add. Ditto what Cameron said. Enjoy your family time and your time with friends. Hopefully for you guys still hunting, your time in the woods. Be safe with all that. And lastly, I will say... Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.